Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Welcome to Mystic Margarita. This is Marge Bowen. I'm here with my good friend, Margaret Miller. Hi, Margaret. Hi, nice to see you this morning or this afternoon, I mean. Yes, and you know, um, I wasn't sure how to begin our show today. Our show today is to talk about from addiction to silence and um, that's a that's a very cool journey, and there's some gifts we're going to talk about if we can make that journey. And uh, you know, I've thought a lot about addiction, and I, I I think you know, gosh, it seems like every family that I talk to seems to have some kind of addictive behavior a part of that family. And traditionally, we think of addiction, of course, of uh, as being addicted to a substance, right, alcohol or drugs or oxy drugs, um, smoking, any of those substances. Um, but in fact, there are many addictions, um, including food addictions, um, sexual addictions. Um, we can, I mean, we can explore all the different ways of, of being addictive. I can tell you personally that although I'm not, I don't seem to have the addictive gene to certain substances, I was very, and still can be very addictive to busyness, uh, this idea of keeping myself really busy. And, and I learned a long time ago um, that that is a very convenient way to avoid dealing with some pain or some things that I need to deal with, some patterns I need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so it's a compensation for me. So uh, Margaret, what, what other addictions have you experienced or seen out in the world be well, you know, I think I think you you cover you cover the basics of it when when we say that, you know, what is a, being addicted? What is addiction? Right? What what does that mean to be addicted? And it 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 means to um, continue a behavior or a, a beyond what is good for you and beyond with with the sense that you have no choice that you have to have that. And, and so, so any of the things that you mentioned, of course, and then, you know, so any behavior, anything that, you know, we can say, oh, I just, that's sort of just my habit or whatever. But if you actually go to stop that and can't stop it, you can't stop doing it. That's an addiction. Like, and we were, we were talking about, um, uh, as we were getting ready for the show, we were talking about uh, addiction to drama <laughs> and being addicted to, uh, you know, like the, the adrenaline rush or, or whatever. Some people can be addicted to um, having upsets. You know, they, to, it's because it, they, it does feed that adrenaline and it feeds um, the cortisol. And those, those are, addic we're addicted to the chemicals in our own brain right? That's how the addiction happens. Well, we can get into this later, but, but it's, it's pretty amazing that anything can be an addiction. And there's a, there's a positive side to that though, too. And I think we'll, we'll get there as we, as we explore this topic. So maybe I won't start there. <laughs> That's okay. We can always start at the end. And then yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, addicted to chaos. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Seen that in people addicted to drama, drama and trauma. Right? Um, there's a there's habitual. I'm glad you brought up the word habit, because there's habitual thinking, right? And habitual thinking drives habitual emotional response, which drives habitual behavior patterns. So it is it is definitely all addiction but the other very the other place i go with this um, is to talk about to think about and talk about ego because i think the ego in this conversation the ego is so wrapped up in our habits and um the ego of course is 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 our sense of self right and it is it is actually a survival part of ourselves our ego will will do everything it can to support our self-worth or our sense of self, even to the detriment of self. (laughs) And so I just happened to um, come across some indications of when we're in ego that I think might be interesting to talk about as we visit this whole idea of habit and addiction. Um, And one of the things is that you feel better uh, when you gossip about other people's flaws ouch right so taking people down demeaning people if that's making me feel better about myself that's an indication that i'm really in my ego self and i'm just trying to keep say i'm okay i'm okay Mm -hmm. Uh, the second one and you can stop me anytime margaret if you want to chime in on these because i have like seven so okay. <laughs> if you have something to, you know, something to say about these, the, the second one is you have to win in an argument. Like you won't back down until you've won the argument. So what does that sound like? I have to be right. I have to be right. And you have to be wrong. So that's a habitual way of, of uh, being in the world or in relationships. A third one might be uh, you compare yourself to others. Oh, Uh, never done that. Right, right. A fourth one is you feel jealous when other people do well. Mm. That's an interesting one. So um, I I make myself smaller in someone else's light. Um. Another one is you talk about yourself for 10 minutes before asking someone else how they are. (laughs) Um, And then there's just two more. Another one is you set impossible goals for yourself. And when you don't meet those goals, you berate yourself or you beat yourself up. And then the last one is blaming others. And I think that takes us back really well to addiction because addictive behavior, there's so much shame and blame um, that's a part of addictive behavior, I believe. Right, and uh, so I, I, I was thinking about how you started talking about uh, that as this is these are the signs of the ego kind of being in control or um, being overactive. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so how that, that is, but, but as you started talking more and more then the conversation, it turned your words even turned into um, talking about it as habitual pattern. Right. Because, and, and it's true. It is true that 
that this is, you know, these are the patterns that we learn. This is how our ego developed is, right. is through our reactions and our uh, witnessing of the feedback that we received, right, from, from our families, from community and so forth. And, 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 I, and I was thinking at the same time, I was thinking, and, and we do those things, those ego-driven um, items that you just listed, uh, because we think we will feel better mm -hmm. after we do that. We think that that will make us feel better. The truth of it is, is that rarely actually does make us feel better, but we, but because we get the initial reaction or whatever it is, uh, that, you know, whatever chemical reaction, whatever chemical release happens in our brain, you know, in the exchange um, causes us to think that that's, that that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, if, I'm not exactly sure if that made sense, but. but I, I think it does because I think what you're talking about is the pain of addiction. Mm -hmm. the, the pain is blaming self for being a horrible person or, or, or having horrible behavior, if you feel anything at all. But you know what, even if, even if we're shut down, I think on many levels energetically and elsewhere, subconsciously for sure, there is a, an emotional response. And mm -hmm. that pain, you think that the pain would cause us to avoid, you know, the, the addicted behavior. But in fact, that pain can drive us to it more and more. Right. So then it becomes, yeah. right. Then it becomes this endless loop that we can't seem to get out of. And that's when, you know, we get, we get desperate. And, and that's, you know, when they talk about, um, you know, uh, one, one addiction leads to another addiction leads to another addiction. It's like, well, this isn't working for me anymore. So I've got to try this other thing and see if that helps. And, and, and so we just get into this endless loop of, right. yeah, of trying to, um, boy, trying to feel better. I mean, really that's, I mean, that's right. It's the positive aspect of it. We're just trying to feel better. That's right. That's right. And to the point where some people even feel the need to cut themselves to try and feel better. Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, it's no, it's no, it's a painful place to be. And when you, when you, when you kind of explore, well, what is, what is that pain? Right? Where does this pain come from? That's the big question, isn't it? And mm -hmm. of course, for everyone, it's different. And typically it's very old. There are many layers of very old stuff. And that um, needs to be, needs to be op opened up, unfortunately. <laughs> and fortunately, it's right. something we want to, we, we want to avoid pain. You know, that's human nature, right? To avoid pain. But in fact, it's when we lean in and open up to that pain, that's when we, that's when we blossom. That's when we, we get broken open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it really takes, uh, that can take some pretty disastrous results um, before we get to ourselves to that point at times, 
right? And sometimes, uh, you know, clearly there's many examples of times where we, we don't make it through that, where people do not come to the other side of that, uh, you know, in this life. And, uh, but, uh, you know, as, as we, as we recognize, and I think this is a helpful thing, it, it has been for me because, um, you know, I think I probably do have the, the gene for addictive behaviors, you know, looking at my, my track record, my history and so forth, you know, I had several um, substance addictions and um, mostly uh, cigarettes, you know, and, and it, I came by it um, through a family that smoked you know, my family, my parents smoked. And um, so it was, it was sort of like, it was very easy for me to, to get into that addiction and very, very difficult for me to change that. But I, but I feel like the, the knowledge that we have now and the awareness that is available to us, if we look for it, right, that, that, that it, that the addiction is is that it's really trying we're trying to make ourselves feel better and so and so all of the tools that that I utilize in my life have have made it so that I was able to move through my addictions to substance to the tobacco especially but also to alcohol earlier in my life um without, uh, you know, like having to go into a treatment or having to, you know, um, do really drastic things or have a physical, you know, something, a drastic physical ailment that caused me to change, right? I was able to do that recognizing, oh, if I go inside here and allow myself to be with this pain, we talked about this last week in, in our, our show um, about, you know, expanding to be able to, um, feel whatever emotion we're feeling and as we do that it changes into something that's not as difficult um and i'd like to talk more about like how that goes when when we come back from break um i, I kind of have a there's several things that that are coming into my awareness so yes. let's go ahead and take our break you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to MysticMargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, let's continue this topic. So you were sharing, Margaret, um, a story of your own addiction in your earlier life and um, how you were able to really lean into that and without going to a treatment center and work your way out of that using a lot of different tools. And I'd like to just say that probably the very first thing that started that journey for you was being totally honest with yourself. And um, as is in, you know, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, the first thing is, you know, tell the truth, right? Be honest with yourself and with others. And um, I think that's why I brought ego into it because sometimes our ego can really protect, try to protect us through dishonest thinking, you know, not being totally truthful with ourselves. And um, I know that for, and, and then I want you to continue on from where you left off, but um, I, my mother grew up with an alcoholic father and um, I think that she never leaned, she never, well, she was addicted to food, actually. Uh, she became very overweight, but overweight. Uh, but she was pretty shut down through her life uh, emotionally. And she never really went beyond that. And there was some codependence there that often happens in addiction. And um, so, and the men in the family, uh, my grandpa's, my mom's brothers, they didn't fare so well. Most of them became alcoholics and, you know, their whole lives. So this, this ego, I think, is a great protector of honesty for ourselves sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's it. That's honesty is the first step self honesty. Right. right? And, and then you can, then you can maybe <laughs> be, you know, begin to be honest with other people and the, and, and the situation at, at large. Right. But, yeah. but yeah, that self honesty, um, it reminds me of actually the story of, uh, of, of me, um, putting down alcohol was um, I'm sitting, I, I'd been doing um, a lot of spiritual work. I'd gotten the Reiki attunements. I'd been, you know, I was, I was knowing that I needed to change and, and I was, I was taking lots of steps to change, but I was not able to get myself out of the bar, <laughs> you know, uh, or I'd get myself out of the bar, but once I would get in there, I would drink too much. I wouldn't drink just a little bit. I would drink too much. And, and I wasn't there all the time, but, you know, so it was like, oh, here I've got this, you know, this, um, what do you call that? Uh, you know, excuses or, or, oh, it's not that bad. You know, I'm not there. I had, I haven't gone there for a week or yes. whatever. Right. And, 
but then one day I was sitting there and I had, I had, uh, I hadn't even had a, a, anything to drink, but I, I was getting ready to, and um, this stranger comes up to me and he's got these brilliant blue eyes and I w- it would be great if he ever heard this, but he would know who he is. <laughs> and he looked at me and he leaned right into me and he says, what the hell are you doing here? Wow. And something happened. It was like a- an angel in human form came <laughs> up to me and just like, you know, <laughs> slapped me, <laughs> you know, and brought me to my senses. And I walked out of there, walked home, and, and didn't pick up a drink again. And, and so, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's probably an unusual situation, but it was, it was something happened where I had to be honest. Like, it was like, what am I doing here? Not nothing good. Right. I'm not doing anything that I should be doing. Well, that's a really great story because it shows how we normalize things. Right. We even even avoidance behavior. If I have a way, a pattern, you know, just a habit that I want to change, you know, and I, I want I am avoiding changing that. So I normalize and excuse that habit. Right. Until we get a little shock or like you're saying, or the two by four method, as we've referred to. Right. Something in our environment responds to that in such a way that we're we're just like, whoa, (laughs) maybe that isn't as normal as I want it to be. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or maybe it just isn't normal at all. You know what I mean? So we do. We tend to minimize and normalize, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and, you know, as we, as we go along, I mean, with the cigarettes for me, it was, uh, I don't know how many times I've quit smoking, how many times I quit smoking cigarettes and then started again. Right. And, and, and it was mainly, you know, it's because like you said, there is a deep wound. There is a deep, um, uh, hole that's wanting to be filled or, or, or something that came from early on that, that causes you to go back to that. You know, you think you've got it handled. I thought I had it handled. I could quit for two years and I went back to it, you know? And, uh, but as I, I look back on it now, it's like, I, that's because I hadn't gotten to that deeper layer. And I hadn't allowed myself to actually feel rather than try and cover up, right. you know, uh, uh, what was what was going on and what what my woundedness was. And and, it, you know, I mean, for me, it was um, feeling unlovable. I felt like I was unlovable. I believed really deeply that I was not lovable, which is ridiculous because I'm freaking cute as hell and and lovable. <laughs> you are, you are, honey. <laughs> so once yeah. I finally figured it out, it was okay. <laughs> well, and you know, you mentioned the chemistry of, of the substance, like smoking, right? The nicotine and the chemistry and what that does. But I just want to remind people that our thinking is a chemistry. Our emotions are a chemistry. It creates a chemical reaction in our body. And so we cannot separate the thoughts we have and the emotions we have with the substance that we're using. 
it's all affecting our chemistry. And so, you know, we have to unravel all of that, right? We have to unravel that, oh yes, okay, yes, I am. I am addicted to this substance, why, right? And, and unravel, oh my gosh, I've had these recurring thoughts about myself, I'm not lovable. And this is the emotion that it stimulated in me. And that has created, that pushes me more to grab for those cigarettes because what happens when I grab the cigarette and smoke it? I feel just a bit more lovable. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this moment. <laughs> not in the pain of being unlovable, right? Mm -hmm. so, You're awesome. <laughs> that was perfect. How good. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So then let's, let's talk about, you know, once we're honest with self, and I think there's a couple of questions I would love to just, um, to just let people wash over them as they listen to this around being honest with self. And the first question is, what do we do to prevent ourselves from enjoying pauses? What do we do to prevent ourselves from enjoying pauses? And this speaks to my great, um, my great busyness. And I think for, for many years, I was very uncomfortable with silence. And it's because in my childhood, there was a lot of silence that I was able to interpret inaccurately. <laughs> I made it mean something about me, right? When it didn't mean anything about me at all, but I didn't know what to do with the silence. And so silence was not, a, that was, you know, not a comfortable thing for me. Um, but other pauses are just simply, you know, wow, am I being honest with myself? Where am I right now? Right? Am I, am I off in the, in thinking about in putting judgment on these people or thinking about the future or where am I right now? Mm. Um, and and the, another question is, what do we do that causes us to miss out on the finer things in life? What do I do that causes me to miss out on the finer things in life? Do I make myself smaller? And so I withdraw and don't step out or don't speak up. And that, that, keeps me from, you know, experiencing the finer things in life. What are those things? So interesting questions to contemplate as we look at being totally honest with ourselves. Wow, that second one is, is, I mean, they're both brilliant, but, but the first one, that second one is like, what do we cause? What, what do, do we, we do that causes us to miss out on the finer things of life? Well, yeah. And so, so if I relate that back to the, the smoking addiction, it, it was also, it was a tool for me to not have to engage because by the time, you know, like it back in the day, right. But back in my, my parents day, it was not considered a bad thing. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, they weren't, um, you know, being bombarded with the, the health risks and, and have everybody saying, oh, you know, don't smoke around me. You can't, you know, you can't smoke in this place. But in, you know, as I was smoking, it became more and more, uh, you became a pariah, right, <laughs> by, by smoking. And so I didn't have to deal with a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of interactions. 
Well, you know, that's really, that's really great because um, I was reading a, a book called by John Maxwell, if anybody's heard of him called the power of five. And there's a, there's a chapter in there about connection. And he talks about, you know, a crowded room and someone who, who hurries in that's, that's kind of in charge of the event and they rush through the crowd getting to the next thing. And, but then they, they <clears throat> wanted excuse me, a piece of information. And the message to this person that rushed through the room was, you just, you missed that because you didn't stop to talk to this person and you would have gotten all of that by just talking to that person. And so the message is walking slowly through the room. And I love that, that really spoke to me because like you, I can really go from, I can rush through the room, man. I can I can go from busy to busy around other people to wanting to be separate from that crowd, and um, and I miss out. I miss out on things. And one of the things I miss out on is connecting with people in a certain way. If I'm always rushing through the room, mm -hmm. yeah. And and those you know, I mean, we don't have to protect our wounds. Uh, as as vehemently if we um if we're if we smell like a cigarette and nobody wants to get near us <laughs> i love i love the story about oh yeah if i'm gonna smoke i get to go over there and be separate and be by myself and just have that you know time to myself <laughs> there's other ways and that's what we're going to talk about really soon right other ways yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and take our break. Um, you're listening to, oh, I wanted to just mention also, just in case um, you haven't heard, uh, Inspired Choices Network now has its very own app and you can download it on uh, Apple Play or Google Play, depending on what kind of phone you have. And it just makes it so that you have Mystic Margaritas and all of the other great shows and hosts right at your fingertips. So That's really an download awesome. the app. Oh yeah, download the download app. Download the app. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. <laughs> Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Back, everyone. I'm sure you've already downloaded the wonderful Inspired Choices Network app, but if you haven't, 
go now and do it. <laughs> Margaret, let's talk about moving. Let's talk about how we maneuver out of addiction, out of these habits that we're addicted to or anything else we're addicted to and what that requires of us. And, you know, in the, in the I Ching, um, this is this actually the gene key that we're working on that we're talking about here is actually in the in the I Ching, it's actually called returning. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful thing to think about because what are we returning to? We're, we're returning to the to really to the wholeness of who we are. Right. And the and the only way we can do that is by being quiet opening up in a silent way to self so that we can recognize our wounds and understand them mm. and then allow them space so that we can move forward into creating something different. Right. Yeah, that's, that, that is beautiful. And the, and returning to ourself you know, is it's also returning to our authentic, our authenticity, right? That's what that, that is right. about. Like, what is the purity of my being? And, and that can only be felt in that silence, in the silence. And where is that silence? How do we find that silence? <laughs> we find it. You know, I want to say first, though, that, that when you, when you spoke about um, the authentic self, it made me think of masks. And we've talked about wearing masks in, you know, in these uh, broadcasts, right? That we all have masks we put on and wear to, for the outside world. And those of course are sometimes habits that we have where we can, we can sometimes be addicted to masks, to, to wearing a certain mask in a certain situation. And again, though, I want everyone to really yeah, that that's ego. Again, that's our ego trying to keep us safe, right? So going inward um, into the silence allows us to recognize masks and begin to remove the masks to, to excavate down to authentic self. I'd like to just read a poem that I think is really beautiful. Um, and it's out of a book called Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn. And the poem um, says, don't go outside your house to see the flowers, my friend. Don't bother with that excursion. Inside your body, there are flowers. One flower has a thousand petals. That will do for a place to sit. Sitting there, you will have a glimpse of beauty inside the body and out of it, before gardens and after gardens. And to me, that, that describes very beautifully what we're talking about in terms of silence and you know when we go into silence there's nothing we have to do and i think that's again we're making a distinction between the doing self and the being self mm -hmm. right and i think sometimes we think that you know we we make meditation into a doing a doing thing <laughs> and you know that i have to do it this way and you yes. know <laughs> And so, some advice that I've, you know, that I've come across over the years is let go of all that. Just sit, mm -hmm. just sit, just mm -hmm. sit in silence. 
you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have something in mind or a time frame or anything. Just, you know, just sit and focus, just listen to your breath. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to back up just for a minute with, right. with this, uh, because, because I, I was realizing that, you know, when we, you talked about a little bit about the pause and pauses, you know, in our lives and, and, um, but I think there's more that we can talk about that'll help us get, uh, you know, find a, a more organic way into the silence. And, and that is like recognizing, um, and this is so brilliantly laid out in the 24th Gene Key um, of, of addiction, uh, in, invention and silence. Okay, so the, the, the gift word uh, in that gene key is invention. And, and so, and it's what he's saying in there is that if we are able to be with the silence, be with the pauses, the natural pauses that happen in our day, that ha- happen, you know, in various times in our lives. So if we're actually able to be present in those pauses, instead of filling it with something, right? Like a cigarette or, or alcohol or drugs or, or food or sex or whatever, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> the, the addiction of choice. Yeah. Right. Right. Then, then we, um, we're able to, um, if we're able to stay present in those pauses, then what can happen? And he says, anything, <laughs> anything at all, right? It's, it's amazing what can happen if we're able to stay present in those pauses. And, and so that invention, um, being able to invent something different for yourself is, is such a beautiful thing. And I actually kind of experience it now sometimes, by the way, this gene key is in my hologenetic profile. It's, <laughs> it's in the sphere of attraction for me. So I'm always attracting it. To myself in in one way or another, you know, either at the shadow level of addiction or the gift or city level of invention or silence, right? And so, um, but if we're able to be present, then then what happens is we have so much more choice in our. I'm going to say it this way in our addictions and what we choose to be addicted to. Like we're going to be we're our habits can be our addictions, why not be addicted to breathing fresh air rather than breathing in cigarette smoke? Why not be addicted to that? (laughs) Right. Right. And, you know, Jen makes a great point in the chat box, you know, about people who are walk, you know, any, any spare moment you have, our faces are in our phones. Right. And I actually saw where I live and where, you know, I live in a beautiful place. Like you just look around and there's beauty to observe everywhere around you. And um, I I watched a woman walking down the road and this is kind of a busy road, cars going up and down with curves. And she's just walking almost in the middle of the road on her phone. And, you know, anymore, some cars are very quiet coming up behind you. And I just kind of watched a car coming up behind her and she had no clue. And I thought, oh my goodness, 
what is she, what is she missing out on? Right. And we do that all the time. So your point is really well taken that there are many pauses in any moment and even in relationships and upsets in relationships, because, because we can be so busy uh, trying to think about our defense in an upset that we aren't even listening. So we're not in a pause there. The pause would be, I'm setting aside my own thinking and my defense and my feelings for now um, to really hear what this person is saying. That would be an example of a pause mm-hmm. too. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's, and it's uh, that is a, a very effective pause because it's going to, it's going to it immediately, you can't be in that ups, it, you can't be continually um, pumping those, those, that upset energy through your body and listen at the same time. You just can't do it. Right. Not and I, I think that kind of speaks to the, to the, to the, not the gift, but um, the dilemma of this gene key, which is, which is gravity. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because gravity, you know, pulls us down, right? And versus levity, which is moving up. Right. And so if we have thoughts that are constantly pulling us down, it's it's much harder to um, stay in the pause. Mm-hmm. The dance, I think, between the two. Right. Because the pause, yeah, that the pause, you know, you've, you've heard of the pregnant pause right the pregnant pause is like the the potentiality that is tangible and and visceral you can feel it you can feel that some, you know anything could happen there's a possibility here and i loved what you said about uh gravity and levity and that's one of my i have a little saying that i I think I, I thought I came up with it myself, but I probably heard it from somewhere else. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so I apologize in advance if, if I'm taking somebody else's quote, but it's like levity is the opposite of gravity. So lighten up. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Well, and I was told, you know, years ago, I was giving the advice, this was powerful for me. And I, I often share it with clients and people I know that, um, and that is that sometimes giving oneself permission to, um, to just move into silence in, in the moment. In other words, when there is an upset, and sometimes we think we have to respond right now, and we don't, giving ourselves permission to say, you know what, I, I'm very confused by what's come up or what's being said. And I would just, I'm going to go, I would love to just go take a few minutes or just think about this. I'm going to go away and think about this. And I want to come back and talk about it if that's okay with you, but I need some time, you know, I need to go away and just let this sit with me for a minute. So it's giving self permission to not have to respond to something. And I think that is a beautiful honoring pause that we can give ourselves. Oh, that is, that's, that's really, really powerful. And I don't think that, I don't think that most of us know how to do that, or, or at least don't practice it very often. <laughs> but. No, and, and I, I don't think for, I know for me, when I heard that, I had never considered that that was even a thing I could do. You know what I mean? I just hadn't thought about it. So I think the first thing is knowing that you can just say, you know what, I need some time with this. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to go away and take the time I need and I'll come back and I'd love to come back and engage, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that's a brilliant thing that my, my husband, Doug, always, uh, he, he has said this uh, to me and to other people many times. It's like, just say, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, right. So simply said, yeah. I'll get back to you on that. I love that. And well, and so, so go ahead. I don't know. I, I don't even know how I think how I feel about that right now. Just it, it's permission. It's giving it that's authentic being authentic. Mm-hmm. Giving yourself permission to be where you are and respond from that in an appropriate way. That's authenticity right there. Absolutely. Okay, let's go ahead and take a break. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to Mystic Margaritas at Marge Bowen here with Margaret Miller and... Margaret, let's talk about innovation. That's the true gift, right, of this jinky, this process of addiction and silence it, it is moving into innovation. It doesn't mean inventing. Well, it kind of means inventing something, but not really. It's really about creation. Yeah. It's really about creating something different. And so that makes me think of second chakra energy, which is about creation and giving birth right? And because it's over, it's below the navel in the front and the back of the body. And um, it, but, but second chakra is really interesting because it governs the sexual organs and glands. Um, it is about boundaries and relationship and emotions. Mm-hmm. And it's, we can move into, um, when, when there's an imbalance there, we can move into martyr energy. So sacrificing self for others. And it, that gets us into the blame and the shame to energy that can come with addictive behavior. Mm. Um, and so the, the answer to that, of course, the, the opposing energy from martyr is, is one of, it's one of deserving. It's one of put, knowing that I need to, I need to honor my emotional experience. I need to put boundaries in place with others so that I can be healthy and well and extend myself out to others in, to care for them in the way that, that I can, right? So, and I can experience pleasure. So it's also about sexual pleasure, but also about being able to have fun in life. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're bogged down in habitual uh, behavior and thinking and, and addictions um, that are steeped in blame and shame and guilt and all of that, that definitely robs us of having any fun in life. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was uh, just going to mention too that that the the gift the word for the gift is is invention. Um, it's slightly different than innovation. And I was uh, I thought well what is the difference between innovation and invention? And innovation is is um, is a collaboration and it's coming up with something new. Uh, or adding to something that already exists and, and utilizing it or, or, or seeing it in a new way, doing it in a new way, where invention is coming up with something brand new, like doing something differently, completely differently than you did before, which you can see how you have to do that in order to remove yourself from addiction you cannot do the same thing that you were doing in order to to get to that place and well, it also means that in order for me to make that kind of change within myself i have to recognize something different about myself yeah right? i think it that's what it's about is just i have to see that i have to like the poem that i was reading i have to see the different flowers that i hadn't recognized before the beauty that I hadn't recognized before. Yeah, yeah. So for some reason, I and I don't know if this is going to take us back or or forward or where it's going to go, but but uh, I have to say, okay. So another addiction I I thought of it has to do with food, but it's in particular sugar. So Ooh, I am. It's a big one, and it's a very it's a sugar is a highly addictive sub, substance. In case. You know, in case anybody has any, um, you know, illusions about that, <laughs> it's a, a highly addictive sub- substance. And um, I have to say I am uh, uh, 46 days without any sugar, um, except for the natural sugar that comes from berries in my smoothie. <laughs> nice. And you, know, and you know what I've discovered? Uh-huh. That I don't have uh, flare-ups of of um, like anger that, that come sort of that I have associated with uh, menopause, mm-hmm. like these, you know, the hot flashes, but, but also like anger flashes mm-hmm. uh, that I was having and I haven't had them. That's wonderful. And sugar, it, it is, it's so addicting. And so many people, we, we have, there's so much sugar in our diets in our country, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, I was working on a woman from, from Russia and she, we were talking about her, her diet to deal with some uh, immune stuff. And she says, I said, how is your diet? And she says, well, everything is so sweet over here. And I said, yeah, it's a lot of sugar in our foods. But, you know, you thank you for bringing that up, Margaret, because, you know, we, we get focused on going inwards and the silence and, and addressing the wounds. And, you know, we do have to pay attention to our bodies and what our bodies need. We need to not just nurture the soul. We do need to nurture our bodies. And sometimes because of the habits that we have physically, no exercise, maybe eating too much fast food, too much sugar, you know, all of those things, uh, um, caffeine drinks, right? That's going to get in the way of us being able to truly 
and comfortably deal with our, our deep inner self. So it's, that's why um, in our, in health and well-being now, we want to look at things holistically. We want to look at the self as a whole being, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, or energetic. So I'm glad you brought that up because we, that's an important part of this conversation. Yes, it certainly is. And, and, and you know, it, it, for me, it, it feels like, you know, this is, this is what we talk about when we're, when we're um, recognizing ourselves and, and our clients and so forth as empaths and, and intuitive empaths and highly sensitive beings, right? But they don't necessarily know that they are because they haven't trained themselves to go into the body that way. But even if sometimes, even if we do go into the body, if we have so much sugar in our system or we have so much, um, you know, unhealthy foods or whatever, it, it's kind of everything is bogged down and you really can't hear as clearly. That's right. That's right. And, and, and sugar, you know, sugar affects the spleen pancreas area, right? So it's about that metaphysically is about the sweetness of life. So oftentimes when we are addicted to sugar there, we are, we're trying to get some kind of sweetness into our life that we have lost along the way. Mm-hmm. So then we're back to of course, moving into silence and finding that new thing about ourselves that we can create. Right, right. And then, and then, you know, like with the sugar analogy going a little, just even a little bit farther, then we can discover the sweetness in life. Then we actually can discover the sweetness in life if we have gone into that silence place. Right, yeah. we longer miss out on the finer things in life, creating <laughs> <laughs> them as we go. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, what a perfect um, ending to today's show. <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. Let's enjoy everybody the sweetness of life. <laughs> go out and have some fun. Right, and and take the pauses and don't be afraid of don't be afraid of the silence. Don't be afraid, or if you are. Just notice it and and stay there a little bit longer and see what what happens. You know, I think it's that's pretty brilliant. <laughs> oh, thank you, Margaret. This is a good um, a good topic today. So I want to I want to just uh, mention that we were we were getting ready to have a silence. Ooh, and that's like not a great thing on the on air, right? (laughs) What if we do? (laughs) It's it's okay, Jen. We'll keep talking for a a couple a minute or so. Oh, yeah. For everybody to download that app, I think that makes it so easy to listen in on all of these beautiful um, and various, so many varied broadcasts. Right, right. It's such a beautiful thing. I and thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today and for listening in. Uh, if you're listening in in the future, we're yeah. we're March Bowen and Margaret Miller on Mystic Margaritas. That's Yay. us. Bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.